ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਸੋ ਐਸ ਇੰਗਲੈਂਡ ਰਿਟਰਨਸ ਟੂ ਨੋਰਮਲ ਲਾਈਫ after the covid restriction oh because i thought because that's getting tournament football well 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 he definitely gets tournament football but we talk about that another time um <laughs> something which is normal is our weekly podcast which takes place on monday evenings uh this week we're going to speak about it on more of a personal perspective uh for our panelists what really got us following football the love for the game was it when we started playing is it something where we attended our first ever football game were we influenced by our family or our friends what really was it those iconic moments which had us on the edge of our seat which we remember not just for weeks and months or days but decades and for the rest of our life on how we fell in love with a beautiful game on today's podcast that is what we're going to be covering so before we delve into the action like always it's important to get the panel on navrad singh can you kick us off please wahiguru ji ka khalsa wahiguru ji fateh to the panel to all our listeners and my name is uh, navrad singh i'll be discussing my opinions sharing my opinions and uh, and then um obviously i'm always right and then we're going to just listen to everybody else has to say and share their opinions but even though they most probably will be wrong but uh John, there you go that's my that's me over to the leads guy why guru ji ka khalsa why guru ji thank you for handing over plastic manchester guy is <laughs> balraj <laughs> singh as mentioned from leads um the northern correspondent of discussing um yeah and i'll be talking about i'll be I'll, no i'm i'm talking about discussing not um disgusting surprising <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no um I'm, I'm, uh, yeah we're talking about what made us fall in love with football um all the different things whether it be goal a player team just a moment and um, yeah we'll we'll be getting to that um soon so i'm going to hand over to the next person Yep, um Melinda Singh. I'm uh, an avid Arsenal fan. Um it'd be a great exercise for us to talk about how our love for the game happened and uh and and for me personally what what drew me to Arsenal. Thank you. My name's Jigmon Singh, uh, a Manchester United fan. Um and I think Horizon not here at the moment but Jolo he will be joining us soon um but saying that Melinder um let's let's start off with you what made you fall in love with a beautiful game um yeah so it's associated with uh, obviously the Wenger years um I'm 27 so majority of my years um of watching Arsenal have been through the Wenger reign and uh, just really love the way he play, played his football particularly in the earlier years um the way he had people playing uh, and if you look back to the typical games that Arsenal had against Manchester United that that kind of rivalry and the passion between the two sets of uh, players and as well as the fans uh, just uh, drew me towards it um and and really love the way we lined up and 
obviously had one of our greatest achievements in 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 the sense of the uh, Invincibles years. And uh, yeah, just going forward, um, hopefully, hopefully we can replicate something. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but um, if we can get somewhere close to that, then um, it, it, it'd be something. But looking at some of our past uh, goals that we've scored, um, I'll go back to the, the my one of my favourite ones that unfortunately I couldn't make it to the stadium at that time. But uh, there was a Jack Wilshere goal that that happened against Norwich. Um, it was yeah. considered to be the the kind of Barcelona tiki taka goal where everyone took a minimal amount of touches, and then you had that period of one-touch play between Cazorla and Giroud and um, you had Wilshere driving and, and it was just beautiful. If if, if you haven't um, seen it, then I would encourage you and the viewers to, to, to watch it. it it's an, an amazing type of goal. Um, and then for me, that, that goal that I, I saw against uh, Barcelona um, in the stadium when um, Arshavin scored, uh, it was just electric, electric. Uh, the best type of atmosphere I've ever seen and and uh, doesn't really get told as much um, with the Emirates. Sometimes we're, we're called library and, and whatnot, but that day you could actually feel goosebumps um, in you when, when you when you saw that goal go in. And, and so, yeah, that's one of my most cherished moments. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for what, what drew me to being an Arsenal fan. So, so just... Covering that was definitely the Wenger years. So Wenger for you, um, obviously like what you're saying is your large part of majority of being an Arsenal fan, it's been under the Wenger reign, hasn't it, obviously? Um, yeah. But it's just those memories that he's given you. Just away just from the goals um, that you've just mentioned there. Brilliant goals. Um, and of course, it's due to... One of the goals was just basically due to the style of play in the build-up towards the goal, right? Yeah. The other one that you scored, was that just mainly because of the occasion and because that was the winner in that first leg of the Champions League, was it? And just so, just the roar from the crowd, wasn't it? Yeah. And who you were playing against as well? The opponent? So, Would it be yeah, Barcelona? Yes, definitely. Uh, the fact that it was Barcelona in their prime years, um, that was the the arguably the greatest Barcelona side that people talk about, the Messi, Pedro Villa year. And... Um, like people go on about that 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 team and the fact that we we managed to win at home uh, we got slaughtered away from home but um, the fact that we we did what them year? in our in our what, hometown. What, sorry, what year was that? Two thousand eleven, right? Yeah, that was that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the Barcelona peak was from yeah, yeah. from two thousand nine to two thousand. You met them in Wembley, right? Yeah, that, that was when you met them in Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, 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 2011. We met, we, that was the final as well. That yeah, that was the one in Wembley, wasn't it? 2011. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were just that, that that team. The way Guardiola had them playing was was amazing. And uh, to your point, the atmosphere and the occasion and and the seismic um, sheer power of that team. The fact that we beat them that was one of the greatest moments. And and then mm. the the fans all. all like loving it, um, but in terms of if you talk about um, pure skill and and stuff, there's there's a couple you can talk about. Giroud's scorpion kick, 
Um, you can look at like some of uh, Henri's famous goals. Um, but for me, one of the best goals was was that Tiki Taka goal that we scored um, with Jack Wilshire. And, and maybe we'll put a link to the, 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 the goal for our viewers to see on our page. Melinda, just one more question. Um, yeah. Obviously, that was about the goals. Now, obviously, under the Wenger years, um, of course, you, you cannot forget about the Invincibles, right? But under the Wenger years, would you say your first Premier League title was more of an iconic moment rather than the Invincibles year or not? Um, for me, it was because it's the first time I got to watch my team that I love and, and supported yeah. lift a trophy. And for, for, for us, um, I know I'm going to say it because we haven't lifted a European trophy, but but. Premier League um, kind of trumps um, any European success, in my opinion, uh, just because for Premier League, it show, it's all about consistency and, and to go through a league it, it, and consistently beat your teams week in, week out. I think that shows more than kind of like a knockout competition. And, and the fact that we won it um, was, was amazing. And uh, um it's kind of sad to see the way Wenger went um, in his later years. We've touched upon it on on previous podcasts, and uh, mm. I feel like it did tarnish his legacy. But for me, Wenger will always be remembered for a the invincible years, delivering us um, the the trophy and um, um, and the Premier League trophy on on a couple of occasions, and and then also your FA cups and stuff. So lovely. Can I, can I just jump in as well? Something sure. about Wenger. I just want to say, I think another thing is lasting legacy will be, I know we joke about the Wenger in, Wenger out, but I don't think that tarnished his legacy. I think he'll be remembered for the person who changed in football. Yeah, He, he changed the way it was. Before him, it was sort of seen as, the, you know, go down to the pub, have a, have a pint, have a pie, and then go out and play. Whereas he brought in that mentality of eating right. Diet, sleep, discipline. Diet, discipline, training. And that wasn't there before. And I think he'll be, I don't know if that's rightfully or wrongfully, but he'll be the one remembered for changing the mindset of English and pro probably British football. Yeah. He was massive on that. I remember Keown and... Uh... I think uh, Tony Adams talked about how he revolutionised like nutrition and stuff for them, yeah. um, and the whole team and and like their regimes that they were doing were like just intense. Like they they said under George Graham, they they never really felt that. So yeah, do, do you know do you know something right? Um, Wenger, <laughs> this is funny actually, right? I remember Wenger being interviewed about it, and he says, right, look, I've changed the way they eat. Because, look, I love drinking milk, yeah? Um, with, with any meal, I'll have milk. But he said something. Yeah, we could tell. Um, and he goes, I'm going to ignore you. Uh, what he said was, with my players, the night before, if they have pasta, I won't let them have any dairy to drink with it. They've got to drink water. And he goes, it's because, and this is where the science came into it, the water actually breaks down the carbohydrates quicker and it gets into the system better. So you've got, a bit more, and you play better the next day. And I'm not going to lie, those ages, right? You know, like when we we used to go have our Tuesday night footballs and Wednesday night football, the night before, 
I'd have pasta and then I'd have pani. I won't have milk. I'd say to the missus, not pani with the pasta. So he changed um, <laughs> the way I, I <laughs> how you approach the game as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Now, thank you very much, Melinder. Um, do stay on as well and jump in when you can. Um, who wants to go next? Harai's been pretty quiet. <laughs> so, maybe Harai wants to... Uh, Harai, what did get you into football? Hana? Um, what made you fall in love with the game? Hana, when you were a kid or, you know... Was it the sponsorship for driving that car? <laughs> it was promised to me they was promised to me as a young child yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean do you want uh, me to go first or you okay you know what that no no go, it's fine um, I, you know what I don't know um, I don't think I've ever loved the game it's a headache man especially, <laughs> this, fa- especially this fantasy football malarkey um, uh, you know yeah, I've played for yeah. two weeks and then afterwards I'm done um, uh, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'll do I'll do a jig morning and have Van Dyke in my team from week one till week thirty eight. That's um, it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I should just get an award for that, for leaving an injured player in my team for so long. I'm probably still finishing <laughs> in the half, top half. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, f- for me, um, genuinely, and you know, obviously, I'm one of the older ones here, not as old as you two, Balraj and Naraj. But you know, still one of the older. But for me, I, I actually remember the I just remember the the pomp and everything of the 1990 World Cup. And I think it's because of that 1990 World Cup that I'm such a big Italy fan. There's no there's no other reason for it. There really isn't, you know. Um going on from that um just into you know, we we spoke about it before, but Football Italia, Gazetta Football, mm. uh, um, and then it after ninety, there's ninety four, the USA World Cup, and the USA World Cup was at such because America's such a big continent, North America. You know, you would mm. get all the games in different time zones, so it wasn't like you know, like fine here we had at most we had what five and eight, and that was it. But in America, it was all over the place, and especially down to sponsorships over there. You were talking about it before. Um, I just, again, Italy, and then there was the man, the divine ponytail, Roberto Baggio, which then led me on to my Juventus kind of thing. And yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it's just, um, just that. And then, you know, I know we were talking before about, you know, about t- people changing their teams as they're younger, but you, you I'm such a jiddy person. And I know it's hard to believe. It's very hard to believe that I could be jiddy. Um, but I like to go against the grain. And a lot of my friends, a lot of my cousins sport Liverpool. So I didn't. <laughs> it was as simple as that. And I know, Jagmorn, you're in a very similar situation as well, aren't you, with your, your, your family? Very similar. Um, because look, I was born in 1990. And... Um, the only thing which I remember from the 94 World Cup is not actually the football. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it was is that my, my, so, uh, my dad's eldest brother, my dad, he lives in Los Angeles. And uh, my chacha was actually going to go uh, to watch a few of the games. So that's basically all it is. And then your family's like, oh, yeah, your chacha's gone there and we're going to be watching the matches here. That's all I remember. And then obviously... 
who cannot forget just that if if there is one moment, it's it is that penalty shootout and just that one penalty. No, but you know, in that same match, I know we talked about the penalty, but in that same yeah. match, Paluka, yeah. who was at the time probably obviously knows those Khan and stuff as well, but he's in the top two, three keepers in the world. Mm. There's For that. the listeners, just mention which match it was. Oh, Brazil versus Italy in the USA 94 in the- World Cup final. Yeah, final. yeah, yeah. And keeper, someone take a comment, but who took a shot? Um, Dung beat over Mario, pushing to that whole guy, and it slipped out of his hand. He it hit the post, didn't it? And it bounced and it hit the post, and he just goes back. I remember him going back and kissing that he kissed post. Kissed the post, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He kissed the post, yeah. But that so, World yeah. Cup had some great stars in it, though, as well. You know, like this is when the game, oh, yeah. you know, because of 94, you know, we're talking about, you know, the game we see today, the game we see today isn't really what 1990 was. Mm. No. Yeah. No. 94 started bringing in, you know, because it went to America and, you know, it's about making it sensational and about bringing in the sponsorships. Do you remember the big, um, the Coca-Cola in, um, oh, where is it? I can't remember. There was New York. Co- no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was um, Central America. They had, I can't remember. Right. Listen, was it, was it 94, that sensational Burkamp goal? Or was that 98? That was 98. Now, yeah. can, you, can you not spoil my goal talk, please? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 94 started bringing in the big sponsorships and the big names. Look, I think I think that's when, it, yeah, FIFA decided to go for global, didn't they? And thought, yeah, we need to expand yeah, to the, the other to markets. The, and, you know, looking into that, you know, look look, look at the Georgie Hadjis. You know, these people, they were, they were up on billboards everywhere. You know, oh, the yeah. Georgie Hadji, the Romarios. Some fat guy called Ronaldo was around. Yeah. Legend, and I, legend player. Um, was, was that also Maradona's last World Cup? Was it? No, he got. He, he played um, ninety-eight, didn't he? No, 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 he didn't. No, no, he didn't. Ninety-four. He, he did. He, he, he no, did no, when he, he, didn't when he kissed the camera. That was no, 94. no, no, that, that was ninety-four, Harai. No, I'm sure. Uh, him look, when, when I can see now googling Kinesia. it now. No, no, because ninety-eight. Yeah, ninety-eight was all when David Beckham got sent off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, it yeah. wasn't that year, it was 94. Um, where he, he made yeah, his comeback, it was 94, and then um, <laughs> the drugs is googling, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. When he was like really crazy into the camera, innit? Yeah, yeah. I still but, remember a bit of commentary from there. It was uh, Bob Wilson, and yeah, yeah. um, and, and it's something that we used to say at school actually. Um, because Bob Wilson goes, they're, they're talking about him the way he ran to the camera, mm. screaming, and because he goes, um, Bob Wilson, he goes, he. Came running at me like that. Never mind the hand of God. I'll give him the hand of Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I d- remember that bit of comedy, that, that bit of a you know punditry. I think, mm. I think that brought the brought the game to a, a wider, more akin to what we see today. Yeah, the beginning of what we see today. The beginning, you know, the, the 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 big sponsorships, the big money coming in, and like you said, FIFA realized you know there's a lot more to tap into here. Yeah, than just yeah. Europe and South America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was that where you could say, like, um, of course, football was always commercial, but was that when it was like a massive uh, change where it was getting a lot more commercialized? Did, did you not feel? Did you not feel that? Do you not? Do you not? You know, I think um, when I, I remember the big Nike adverts. You know, maybe there's another yeah. thing, but those Nike adverts. Uh, was it France was, '98 with the Brazil team? Yeah, at France the airport. Like, 
at the airport, yeah. but there was, you know, the, they, this they just before that. Ni- you know, like ninety-four didn't ninety-four have the the Paolo Maldini and you know the the Eric Cantona's. It was Paolo the, the Italy shirt at the time was sponsored by Nike. Yeah. So you know they came on and then you know they did that football against the demons. Yeah, yeah. With with Cantona. Yeah. Yeah. Where where. Um, Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did ask. I did ask. Did as well. I remember um, Euro '96 as well. They sort of did this little campaign with certain players. Mm. So yeah, after after Italy '90, because Italy '90 was such a success, that's what got USA involved. I think. I just for me, I don't said, remember. I don't remember Euro '92 at all. I couldn't even tell you what you country not? it's in. That's because England got uh, knocked out and they didn't, they didn't qualify. They, they, they didn't qualify. But still, yeah. uh, but it just shows that, you know, even when... Yeah, but England now, didn't even qualify for the 94 World Cup. No, they didn't. No, But um, it was still shown and that's the but, difference. No, England did qualify for 92, Euro, uh, the Euros 92, but they lost all three group games. So I don't they remember, lost to Sweden. Where, 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 yes. where was 92? Euro 92. Yeah, I know Denmark that's, won it. That's Denmark but, won it. it was, yeah. um, was it in Germany? No, no. Euro 88 was in Germany. Let me ask my uncle, Google. Sweden. Was the final winner? Yeah, Sweden. Sweden. It's one of the Scandinavian Sweden, yeah. countries. That's what I just said. Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, again, so you can see the big change from 90, 92, oh. and then 94. It has just gone massive. I think, you know what? But also, you know, when you start looking at technology and stuff as well. Yeah. The pictures, look at the, if you look at the footage, footage starts getting better as well. Oh, yeah. I mean... Um, just, just going on, like you know, like the worldwide appeal for it. I saw something um, about talking about Euros that have just gone. The final was watched by more people in the USA than a Major League Baseball, NBA, and all their own sports. Um, it smashed records over there. So wow. football's massive now. But you, I remember Euro '94 when USA Euro '94. Um, World Cup 94, when USA got it, the amount of ridicule people gave FIFA about it, um, saying, why are you sending it there? They don't even play baseball. They don't know. People were taking a mick about it, you know, saying um, stuff like, I don't know, like attacking zone and, you know, typical Americanisms. Um, But actually, they put on a good show. It was a really good World Cup. Mm. Germany were defending champions and I remember they lost to Bulgaria in the opening game. Stoichkov. Yeah, Stoichkov. Wow. Risto Stoichkov, there was a player. But, Haroi, just talking about um, similar sort of an upbringing in terms of like um, going against what's popular at that time, I'm in that similar situation where a lot Mm. of family, a lot of friends were uh, hardcore Liverpool fans. Uh, All I remember is... um, well, we didn't have Sky Sports. All we had was Channel 1, 2, 3 and 4. And uh, literally, we, I'd, I'd always have to go around my cousin's house in order to watch uh, like any of the Monday night games or anything like that because they're the only ones that had Sky. And um, yeah. all I remember then at that very early age, around about five or six years old, there was only one guy at Manchester United with his collars up and he was known as the King Eric Cantona. And literally everything, all the news was always about him. He, this this guy is <laughs> going to take Manchester United to where he where he is and everything like that. And even like with my cousins, they used to collect those like um, 
match magazines, those football match magazines. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember just like going into their rooms and everything like that. And then they used to be like have a massive pile where they've cut so many of like their like Liverpool players out and everything like that. And then they used to just give me the leftovers of what's, what's left in the magazine. And then <laughs> luckily, every single one always had Eric Cantona always as like a front cover. So, you know. There was a sticker box like, as well, wasn't it? There was the sticker books, and you know the, the, sticker the passing books. and um, the got got yeah. need, got got need, and all this, you know, randomness. Yeah, you don't get like now they've even made sticker books like digital on your app, yeah, on a yeah. phone and on a tablet and a device or whatever. Not mm. the same. It's not. It's not. It's not. That's no fun. That's no fun. But, no. but but literally, that's just where my love for I'd say Manchester United. Uh, definitely for Manchester United was was through and via Eric Cantona. Um, as for my first ever football game, which I saw was when I was five years old. It was Ipswich versus Watford. Uh, is it? <laughs> is that the one that you went to the first match you actually went watched? Like, the first, you went away first... to Ipswich. No, 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 no. Is that home in Watford? Is that home in okay. Watford? Now this, right. now, this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing. The tickets I got were free. I didn't pay hundreds upon thousands for it or anything like that. Now, how did, you break, did you break into the stadium? <laughs> I wish. I wish. So this is the thing. And and do you know like how we talk about racism and um, uh, with football being multicultural and everything like that? The club, the football club, actually reached out to all the basically um, religious institutions in and around Watford at that time. And they said, look, we need, yeah, yeah, we we need one representative from each um, community, basically. Yeah. So then my dad, he dresses me up, basically, in a a taller. (laughs) 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 I'm not like, I'm not like, this was even in the the Watford Observers of, sure, like, my mum's got the cutting of it somewhere, right? I think that is something that needs to go up, Baraj. We need to, we need to find that. 100%, 100%, I'll get you guys this, Find it, find it. And um, uh, the start and everything like that. And you go to the ground and, like, literally everyone else from their, like, religious communities and they're, like, sort of, like, dressed in their whole gear and attire as well. And the next thing, Graham Taylor, who was the manager of Watford, then walks out, shakes our hands, and then gives us a, a ticket, <laughs> basically. So <laughs> my, my first ever game was given, like the ticket was given by Graham Taylor. And um, another thing as well, now this is what, five, six years after Hillsborough? Mm. Um, and obviously Watford were not even in the first division then. And also... I know after that, they, they changed it that every, it's compulsory that every ground must have seating. However, in one of the stands, just at that time, there was only seating. We were actually standing throughout the whole game. Um, mm. The thing is, I went with my daughter, and because obviously at five, six years old, like, you, you haven't really got much height on you. So I remember just when there were so many people in, then he just picked me up. Um, Watford lost the game, 3-2. But I'll be honest with you, since then... Never look back. Like literally, I've been to so many games now. Like back at the stadium, like I'm not going there again. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that ground. That ground. I'm, it's like it's just. I feel a connection to that ground. Not only because it's local, but we grew up two roads away from it. The Gondoras on the same there? road. Do you walk there? Not even yeah. now. Yeah. No, not now. Not now. Not only that. I think Watford. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, you're nineties, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, in the early eighties, what for what? But Division Four started non-league even at that point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing. The I mean, the closest that we got, and everyone no. still even talks about it as well, especially. People 84. in their fifties and sixties, eighty-four, when we had mm. Luther Blissett and John Bond, yeah, yeah, um, and, and Elton and John walked you out on the, on the Elton John, yeah. exactly, yeah. Elton. <laughs> and everything, uh, yeah, exactly. And and the funny thing about just Graham Taylor within itself as well, I was I was in um, obviously uh, primary school then in juniors, so he's given me the tickets, like uh, obviously two tickets for myself, so like me and my tire went, but also then. Two weeks later, at our school, we we're going to have the new library open. <laughs> and our, basically, class or the teacher basically picked me for the whole opening cer- ceremony for it. And um, it was Graham Taylor again who came down to open it. So, um, you know, I've got... Yeah, well, well it, it's about managers, isn't it? Like, sort of... Um, <laughs> let's just say I know them. <laughs> but, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's these type of moments, really, like, as a kid. That, that means oh, yeah. absolutely everything for you. Um, obviously, there's no such thing as social media then, but all I remember was like, yeah. that's a big, big moment. And as a kid, I, I know I annoyed everyone about it, just speaking about it and speaking about it. But it's just something which stays with you forever. Mm. Yeah. So that was basically my early moments of football. Well, what actually got you yeah. into it? Yeah. Fantastic, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. But... um. Next. Yeah, right. Okay, mine go back uh, a little bit longer. Than 1966. Yours, right. Yeah. No, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm saving that for barrage. To 1870 <laughs> to 1890, the formation of the FA. No, 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 I suppose I reckon the only person who may have a chance of remembering, right? Yeah, when I, what I, the day, the day I actually got into it, and obviously I was a young kid at the time as well. And um, but to be honest with you, I didn't. I followed the football. I started following football a bit later, uh, right? Then still singing. It's probably about nine years old, right? Yeah. Uh, at the time, I played a lot of football, but there's no. Um, how do you say? You know, like we are now. Yeah, man, gotta win, gotta. But then I, I was born and bred in Wolverhampton. And I saw Wolves as my side, right back in the back in the day. But you know that was just a, it was just one of those things in the back of your mind. You know, Wolves. There's a team in Wolverhampton. Yeah, they play football every Saturday after three o'clock, right? You know. And um, but what really, what really got it was right um, March the fifteenth, nineteen eighty, Wolverhampton Wanderers one, Champions of Europe, Nottingham Forest nil, Wembley ninety six thousand people, League Cup final. Right, yeah. Wolves, the last major trophy, right, yeah, before the Kumar brothers took over, right, and absolutely drove the club down because they wanted to make it into a supermarket, right, and uh, Wolves then followed a succession of relegations all from what was then the first division all the way down to Division 4, right, in successive, successive years. And I think that still might be a record even now, right, you know, and, um, but ultimately, yeah, that was my first moment. Please not do that. Right. And uh, that was my first moment, right? And um, of, uh, of football, so to speak, you know? So, and, um, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys, my door at the back. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so uh, every time. Yeah. Every no. time. The rats, you need to like lock your doors and stuff. Yeah, I think <laughs> I do. What is I'm in the garden, right? Yeah, and they're playing football and they're kicking football against the chat at the same time. Right, you know? <laughs> so I'm thinking, what the heck, man? I'm trying to do the podcast. <laughs> if someone's not knocking my window, right, they're kicking football at me. <laughs> right. But uh but uh ultimately Right, up on the yeah, that was it. That was that's what really you know got you got me interested, got the juices going. Right, you know, I thought that that's you know the football. So what what got you into United then? From Wolverhampton, United, nah, not from Wolverhampton. Right, Uh, from then the next World Cup was the nineteen eighty two World Cup. Right, that was Spain if memory remembers correctly. Yeah, Spain eighty two, Spania. Right, yeah, Spain eighty two, and. I think it was uh, England versus France. Fastest goal of the World Cup. I don't Brian think, I think someone's beaten. Brian Robson. Yeah. Right, you know. Yeah, I think he's been beaten now, but he held the record for ages. He's been beaten now, yeah. Recently. yeah. Only, only beaten last, uh, at the last World yeah, Cup yeah. after all these years. Right, you know. And I think it was 28 seconds. I'm not sure. I stand to be corrected on that. But uh, but it, Brian Robson scored the first goal. The fastest goal in the World Cup. You know, and I, Robson from that was just my hero. Right, you know. And, uh, and I, don't know, I knew he played for Club for Man United. Right, you know, Man United at the same time, I know they weren't winning a lot of things at the time, but even English football, that was always a standout name, right, of, of the giant of football clubs kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Robson and his son for United, and that's, that's how I got into United. Right, you know, I started following United. That's and, the thing, though, you know, so, you know when you're kind of, yeah. when you're young, you do follow players. You, know, you follow a player, you, don't you? follow a player, yeah, don't yeah. you? Definitely. And you know, like, yeah. I know you've spoken about um, social media just now, you touched upon it, Jigmundi, uh, but you know, back then, those match match magazines, um, those, you know, 442 and all these kind of things, you know, Grandstand with Des Lynam and stuff oh, like yeah, that, yeah, Football Focus, whatever, yeah. yeah. These were the things that um, they brought they bought certain players to the forefront. And, yeah. you know, I did it with F1 as well. And, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but, you know, like you, you, you get a driver you like and if he goes change yeah. his team you go to those teams and it happens yeah. now still as yeah. well yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um and so like as much as i don't you know and he uh he's, he's not on, he's obviously not with us the, the read you know when uh edgar davids went over to uh tottenham i was like you know i had uh, a little bit more time for them as soon as he left yeah. I, was like, yeah, I think that, that things were back yeah, to yeah. normal yeah. But, but you know you you rate the players like even when you know even you know when when quality players go come into um the premier league you appreciate them where, wherever yeah. they are and that you know i think especially with the topic at hand today quality players coming into league that you want to that you get to watch regularly yeah. and i like even you know it's a random one but when um morientes came over to liverpool yeah it's it's, it's one of those things you hear the name there's a there's a bit of mystery behind it. There's a legend behind the name. Ravinelli yeah. no. at Middlesbrough. Ravinelli. Yeah. When Ravinelli came. Yeah. That, that Nine, was amazing. I, I remember. 97. Janinho was there as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Janinho was there. What but, a brilliant player. And Emerson. But, and Emerson. And Emerson yeah, Brazilian. JJ Okocha. JJ Okocha. Bolton. Yeah. And you're right. That's, you know, there's certain players. Now it's a bit different because Everyone's Social media, different. football's on every channel, everybody, and with the FIFA games as well. Yeah. And I know my son, he can tell you players. I, I'd say to him, like during the Euros, I'd say, um, there's a Flanna play, player playing Flanna Flanna. Where does he mm. play? He could tell you, he could tell me straight away. Yeah. He goes, oh, he plays for so and so, so and so. 
this is his position. <laughs> kids, kids know it now. Yeah. Whereas back then, there was that little bit of mystery behind these guys coming in because you'd heard, oh, this guy's a sick player. He's a brilliant player. You need to watch him. And there was yeah. that sort of legend. But uh, this is the it. thing is, every club is associated to something. It's like, um, it, it, and also it depends on your age and your era as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, we've got people in our community, in our families who, Liverpool fans who will idolise Kenny Daglish. Then oh, after yeah. that, then after that, it'll be someone like Ian Rush. Yeah, yeah. Just how Navrat Singh now is focusing on Brian, um, Robson. Uh, Brian Robson. Obviously, I never saw the guy play at all. But in my time then, growing up, it was Eric Cantona. Yeah. And, and, and this is the thing. Even when you're at school and then you're on the playground, I remember France 98, every single time, be it break time, lunch time, everyone wanted to be Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. The Brazilian Ronaldo, right? Everyone used to fight over, yeah, I'm going to be Ronaldo at lunchtime, but have you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it, like, literally. And... Um, it's like That's it is now. Thing. Everyone wants to be Messi or anyone. Everyone wants to be yeah, Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And just no how wants to be Gary also... Neville. <laughs> 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 but, but how Harai touched on it, um, Channel Four Football Italia. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. with 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 Saturday mornings at ten o'clock, it coming on, and this you've got like Gazzetta. your review of the yeah, you got your review of the last week's games and like a look ahead to the Sundays. live game, which they're yeah. going to show tomorrow on the Sunday. And you yeah. used to remember, like, every every Sunday you go Gordara, and after Gordara, you get a stick Channel 4 on, That's it. right? Yeah. To, to, to watch no, the live game. Lazio! Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. but Serie A at that time was the league, because it had okay. everyone. It had all the superstars. It had everyone. And I remember back then, like, don't get me wrong, Juve, a standout Italian team, but I used to hate Juve so much, because United used to <laughs> always draw them in the Champions League. Yeah, and always and, lose to lose to him, and that's the thing because I yeah. I had this thing right is that I got so into basically football at that time. Whenever United used to lose, I used to cry, and like <laughs> literally, and, and my dad, my dad used to have a right old go at me, right? And I remember it's like even Juve were considered even in Champions League to be the most feared team in Europe. Oh, they were at that time. They were probably that was their peak. Nah, no, no, they, they only won it that one time, and then but they yeah, were not. Uh, they Munich. went to so many finals. Yeah, but they no, but, but they the Ajax. Yeah, the thing is, they only well. won it once. It was like yeah. the Barcelona team as well. They yeah. they've not won it, but people still feared them. Mm. They were the they were the ones everyone's favorite at the start of the season. Yeah, and but I'd say say that as well. As much as I love Gary Neville, when he, um, um, Manchester United in 1999 beat Inter Milan in the quarterfinal of the Champions League, straight after in the interview, he asked the interviewer, are there. Juventus still in? Mm. And he and the interviewer goes, yes, they are. And immediately his hands went like on his face like that. Yeah, because yeah. Even, even he feared them and he knew a bit about the history of the past two, three seasons. Yeah. We've been drawing these guys and we can just never conquer that hurdle. But, but that's it. why, that's why also just, le- just moving on to that as well, in terms of a match... That second leg in Turin after going 2 0 down and then that mm. comeback that stands out for me. And that's when I was playing Sunday. And that's when, when, when Roy King got a yellow card and he still battled Captain through. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. And 100%. And, and this is the thing is back then I had started obviously playing um, uh, Sunday league football. My position was midfield. 
And um, you always there, have to be David. But this is the thing. Two two years ago, me and my wife, we were going to the safari in Masai Mara. And uh, guess who we meet at the airport? Who? Edgar David. <laughs> you met yeah, Edgar David. I used to play hockey then. And I, I think and I remember you telling me this. I, I had yeah. the sunglasses. I had the sunglasses and I, I used to play oh, with the goggles. Them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, they're not exactly the same ones, but similar ones. And uh, well, just my coach was like, my coach was like, can't play with them. I'm like, fine, I won't play this. It's like, okay, just play the uh, game. Just be careful. Yeah. Like, uh, it was the Edgar Davids thing, wasn't it? Yeah, but, glasses on. but he had an eye but, problem. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> he had a medical reason. <laughs> I know, I know. This, this was the thing about Edgar Davids and how Harai touched on it. There's certain players, they can even sign for whatever club, but you will always, in football, there will always be, like, no one can hate them. Yeah. And I remember there's one question which I asked Edgar Davids, and I go, look, who is one of the most toughest opponents that you came up against? And he goes, look, it's very hard for me to name one. But Roy Keane yeah. was an absolute warrior. They had battles, those yeah. two. They had yeah. battles. Yeah. But yeah, like, that, that's the thing. There's, there's certain things which you can never, ever forget, as in the first match you attended. But then there's certain games, like, but I was saying yourself as well, uh, you've been following Liverpool so long. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. there, there's so many games that uh, you could stand out with. But obviously, before we get to games as well, we've also got Aaron Deep on here as well. Uh, Aaron Deep saying, How did you get into football? What made you fall in love with a beautiful game? How you doing, bro? Uh, yeah. Man. The England performances, was it, lad? Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a scary moment, Southgate. by the way. You're a 96. That, Listen, that, was, a, that was a bad Southgate moment. Southgate <laughs> nearly put us off football, mate. So I don't know about that. That's the worst yeah. thing. Um, in 20, on point <laughs> 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel the subscriptions. First... <laughs> yeah, man. One of my first memories, yeah. My yeah. dad loved Maradona, innit? He loved yeah. Maradona. When he, he came, my dad came into the country in 86 and he started watching football in January. He came in January 86, yeah? And he, and someone told him, Maradona's the greatest, yeah? And um, uh, what's it called? Uh, he started watching it and he loved Maradona. My first memory was Maradona coming off at half time uh, with that nurse. And, um, and what's it called? Um, He's got uh, he got done for um, uh, like cocaine in it, <laughs> and um, that was one of my first memories. But that was like because my dad loved Maradona. Oh, you're wearing the Argentina top as well. Uh, my dad loved uh, um, Maradona a lot. And then Roberto Baggio, I liked Italy a lot. Uh, Roberto Baggio hit the the bar. That was one of my first memories. But I think the I think I started follow, uh, following uh, um, English football a lot. Um, I went to uh, Brentford game when I was about eight. Um, Brentford versus Chester City. I think Ian Rush. I think, I think he signed for Chester at one point. Like he left Liverpool. Yeah, he played for, he played yeah, for yeah. Chester and he signed for Liverpool for Chester, and then he must have gone back at the end of his yeah. career. When, when yeah, when he was playing for Chester, I saw him at that game. Brentford versus Chester. Yeah. Um, and then, um, then it was uh, my dad said like you're sporting United because I don't want you to get cussed at school. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I started sporting United, but I actually liked Newcastle when I was a kid a lot because I liked Alan Shearer and um, and Aspria. Uh, yeah, Aspria. I never forget that game, Newcastle versus Barcelona. New Alan Shearer's out. Aspria scores that hat trick. 
It was yeah, one of the great yeah, games yeah, ever. Yeah. And uh, Rivaldo and all these guys. Uh, but um, then what happened was United, um, then Cantona came onto the scene. And you know, oh. Cantona used to do his collars up like this. He yeah, yeah, one yeah. Down, one up. And then I, I, I just loved him so much. Uh, you I, started I doing that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was doing that. And yeah. everybody, all the United fans at my school, we all did that. We would have one collar up and then one down. And Cantona was the man. And then United kept breaking our hearts in the Champions League because we were like, we're winning the Premier League anyway. Arsenal were like getting close, but they'd win one season, but we'd win a couple. You know, it was like that. So um, that was it. And then like we kept going out to like Italian teams. And mm. um, then we went out to Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, um, then, I remember um, that, yeah. That, that, was, that really hurt. Borussia Dortmund really hurt. And yeah. then uh, when we, the, the year we won it, yeah, um, at 2-0, uh, when Juve went 2-0 up, my dad turned the TV off, yeah? He goes, Jaka Utte Soja, yeah? <laughs> and I went, and I was like, I went, I don't think they're going to give the mortgage, but I don't want to watch the game, yeah? Then, um, what's it called? He went upstairs, he goes, Tu de Klav, he went upstairs, yeah? When I turned the TV back on, it was 2-1, and that corner was happening. Yeah, and then Roy Keane back there when it's two two. Dad came running back downstairs. Yeah, and we watched the game, innit? But that was one of my favorite memories of all time. That game is yeah. that that because it was the fact that the TV got switched off and I missed that goal. And then when I turned it back on, Roy Keane heads it in for two two. Yeah, I'll never forget that moment in my life. And then yeah. in the final, in the so, final, so did you did you think game. it was you that got them to the final? Like, <laughs> you know, me and my dad got this thing, yeah. When my yeah. dad doesn't watch the game, whatever team we're sporting, they score. And when he watches the game, he feels like, oh, they're not gonna win. So he, he doesn't like watching the game now because he, he's he's been like that for years. Me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm gonna watch the game because I know we're gonna do it. You know, no, I, that's a question. And yeah. I, I I know I know the answer for Jigmore on this one already. Mm. We don't like win, lose, or draw. Yeah. After a game, especially if you've lost, actually, especially if you've lost, do you continue to watch the analysis? Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't. Yeah. No, if you have lost, to. If yeah. he's lost, then it's 10 30 at night, and I'm thinking, Shadaba, no. I'm going to go with Aaron Deep's dad's lines in it. In any mortgage, get it in here. I'm going yeah. to sleep, man. I'm going to get me wrong. It, it is painful. Um, yeah. uh, it, it, especially the ones when. We've lost the Premier League uh, to Sergio oh, Aguero. God, right? that, that, that one I switched off. That one I switched yeah. off. No, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want that one. No, no, I, I did. What yeah. about what about what about the one where um, Andy Cole couldn't score against West Ham? West Ham and Blackburn. Yeah. Um, lost to Liverpool, but still won the title. See, see, see. That's the thing is, like with me, even like when uh, I remember what ninety uh, seven. When Newcastle beat us 5 0 at their place. Albert. Um, yeah, Albert's chip over Schmeichel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I that was still... the first time I witnessed the Manchester United thrashing. And you know, and, I was and like, I can, what I is going on? Here? That Albert, you know, after he scored, because he's yeah. serious. Yeah. And, he turns, and then he, that, that face, that smile that he's got as he yeah. runs off to celebrate, I, I yeah. can still see that now. But, that, that, but, yeah, but, that was the first time I remember. United getting proper thrashed. 
Yeah. And then I remember then it used to then happen every so often in terms of like after at least three or four years, we'll get like an absolute battering. I remember in year 2000, uh, 6-3. That was 95, that, 96. That's when they changed their shirts at half time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the great yeah. shirt, yeah. Yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't, you don't remember the. But even those, those Newcastle seen. games, you know, when Albert scored that ridiculous chip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael, we just said that. Just, oh, did you? I wasn't listening. But the Southampton game, to be fair, the Southampton game, you know, was actually technically, I mean, it was 6 3. Was that, same as, was that same as a threshing yard? No, because we still got three back, innit? But, uh, it, I wouldn't yeah. say that was, but I remember yeah. then after that, um, year 2000, Chelsea beat us 5 0 at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, um, yeah. And then after that, obviously you got that defeat to Liverpool at four-one at home. Yet yeah. we still won the title that year, but it's Absolutely. still just painful losing to yeah, rivals, them, yeah. basically, uh, you, like your rivals. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, them. <laughs> and then obviously six-one uh, against Man City. Um, I'll be honest with you; you just don't want to be in the ground on a day like that. Uh, I actually was, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I still stay to the end. I, I still, I still stay to the end. But this is the thing: is like, also, do you know, like, when you're watching moments or games at home, I think the commentators also help with that moment as well. Yeah, like, yeah. like you know, like look, um, that um, Liverpool Newcastle, four threes, four yeah, threes, the four yeah. three. Oh, what game the first were they? One. Brilliant. That Colomore one. When Colum was scored and Martin Tyler's yeah. commentary on that is yeah. brilliant. If only you that could watch brilliant. the game at the ground, right? Yeah, and put the commentary in your ears. Right? Yes. You're watching. That's, that's what you I, really I need. totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. That's yeah. a good moment. Even like Martial's um, uh, debut goal against Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. Again, it, Martin Tyler made made that goal like yeah. even more special. It, like Aguero's moment. We're still looking for a Man City fan if there is one out there. But like, <laughs> you know. Otherwise, on that day, you could you could clearly tell that, um, you know, for a moment or two, Martin Tyler was a Man City fan just for that little split 10 seconds or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, just going on with um, clubs and stuff like that, those are the moments that make people that, like that Aguero goal, um, not that we can find anyone now, but that would have made a kid somewhere, a yeah. Man City fan. Yeah, that yeah. Moment, yeah. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's moments like that that actually turn people... I know we've sort of mentioned it already. Um, a certain goal, a certain pass, a certain run, a certain player. I know Navarad Singh with Brian Robson. Yeah, It's, it's yeah. those sorts of moments that get people to follow certain yeah. clubs. Yeah, um, and that Aguero moment, that that's gonna live on in my memory for years as well that the whole Aguero yeah you know, and there's the certain things you know like over the years just like Navrajin said over the years there have been certain points where things have happened in football not just with my club not just with Liverpool but other clubs oh. as well where you mm. think that's the game changing moment yep sometimes it's worked sometimes it hasn't do you know like you mentioned Espria earlier on and I remember Espria signing for Newcastle. And my brother still talks about it now. Because my, my, um, um, those of you that know us, I'm like, I support Argentina, my international club overall. 
So Singh, my other brother, he's a Brazil fan. He always has. And my youngest brother, Gerard Singh, for some reason, right, he likes Colombia, right? And I say, I say it's probably because like the drugs and stuff, but <laughs> it's the hair, no, no, it's the hair, when, isn't it? It's the, it's the hair. When, when I asked him, he goes, he can name you the players. He'll talk about Espria. He'll talk about Hagita, the goalkeeper, the crazy goalkeeper they had, yeah, Carlos yeah. Valderrama, uh, and he saw them at the World Cup. And, uh, he, and even though he's been a Liverpool fan, yeah. just going to what Horizon said, when Espria signed for Newcastle, uh, he loved it. And we still talk about it now because I remember watching Sky Sports and Espria getting out of the car or at the airport or whatever it was, and it was snowing. And he's wearing this big fur coat and he just yeah. walks in. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember? And, and that Liverpool 4 3 game. Um, where he scores. Yeah. He beats the offside track, they go in and they score. Yeah. And and, and it's you can't hit the guy. He scored uh. against your team, right? But you can't really hit the guy because he was one of those guys that you know knew was a nutter, but you enjoyed uh. watching him. Yeah. Um other players like that, I'm telling you, when like Rude Hullet signed for Chelsea, even <laughs> though he didn't really do too much, it's Rude Hullet. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Dutch master, and I remember seeing him Euro '88 for the first. Yeah. Time. I grew up in an area um, of Leeds where there were no white people. Honestly, it was red. The white person. I grew up around the Afro Caribbean community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so seeing a player with dreadlocks, that was just a massive thing where, yeah. where we were. Rude Hullet, um, and when he signed for for Chelsea. That was it. You know, there's always been that signing where we call it the, the signing that makes you turf that season. Yeah. Now, that's what we say, the turfer signing. And um, Cantona going to United was one. Yeah. Um, when we signed Torres, yes. I knew that made other people turf. And Good signing. We wanted Torres. United and wanted and Torres and for Suarez. years. We were linked to him every year. And I was like, yeah. okay, he's coming this year, he's coming this year, he's coming this year. And then he goes, you never walk alone. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, because he had the you never walk alone tattoo anyway. Yeah. He's a Liverpool fan, wasn't he? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, Suarez. Su- See, the thing is with Suarez, that one. Zola. Zola. Because Suarez, when he signed, he signed on the same day as Andy Carroll. And all the yeah. media was on Andy Carroll. Yeah. Because he was the next big thing at that time for English football. Yeah. Um, and no, no, Suarez was, sort of snuck in, and Burkamp, what Burkamp went. Burkamp, Burkamp, Burkamp to Burkamp. Arsenal. That's another one, right? Look, that I could you know that that IX team, on the guy. That I've said it already. I said it earlier. That IX team. Look at the quality, the class. You know, we've only we mentioned we mentioned David and um, right, IX, David. De Boers, both the Boers, the Clive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've, the car, that um, defender, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They've, they've, they've Van had Saar. quality Van coming Saar. through Seydorf, Yeah, Seydorf. Um, um, and say what player Seydorf was, even though he yeah. played for AC yeah. Milan. Um, yeah. I've got so Real much Madrid. respect for the guy. Definitely. You know, um, He's won the Champions League with three different clubs. Three, with three different clubs. clubs. Yeah. Three, three He's the only one Madrid and Ajax. He's the only one who has it. Nobody else has yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah, even Ajax. Yeah, Real and um, AC Milan. So he's another player that you can't hate. 
Um, Absolutely. Do you know, <laughs> um, th- there's been loads over the years for me, but um, yeah. I just want to come back to how we started. You know, like my sure. love for Liverpool. Yeah. Growing up, I know like right, you guys that, are That's enough. That's we've got to wrap up now. Thank <laughs> you uh, for joining us. Like, you, 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 you wrap up. You wrap up and go. <laughs> no, don't be uh, like that. Come on. Like, don't take offence. Come on. Every, every, everyone, everyone that's kicking the ball at Navraj, carry on. <laughs> um, no, but my, my cousins growing up, like you, Navraj Singh, yeah. I didn't really come into football until a little bit later, maybe because at the time, Apparently, they didn't really watch football. My dad, like, was first yeah, generation That's right. into the country. Yeah, they didn't have time. And, mom, and there was they, a lot they, of they were working either. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad had always talk about Pele. We had four channels. Yeah, we had four channels. BBC One, BBC Two, ITV and Channel Four. And football yeah. never used to come on like it does now. We'd get... Teletext. Teletext. Yeah. Teletext. <laughs> Teletext was the one, bro. And we'd, we'd have, like, midweek sports special um, um, and sports night on a Wednesday night that would maybe show a highlight of a game. And you had um, match of the day at the weekend. And because, like, mum and dad had a shop, all my cousins had a shop, everything like that. On a Saturday, if we were going to my cousin's house, because they lived in Huddersfield, um, everyone would go to their house after they shut the shop. So it'd be, like, 10 o'clock at night, you'd shut the shop, half nine, get to Huddersfield in half an hour, 10 o'clock, everybody would be there. And all the bunday would be doing all their stuff. The women would be, like, Making Prashad there. And um, all the kids, because that's when Match of the Day was starting. Yeah. So we'd be watching Match of the Day. And, and you uh, had to watch it. You couldn't do any of this guy's yeah, yeah. stuff. No, no, you, you watched to, it there and then. And if yeah, you missed right. it, you missed it. You, you were really mistake. lucky. You, you got to yeah. press record on, or you'd worked out how to click. You'd had to, yeah. worked out how to work or, the VHS. Or the, or the and and I remember. It. I remember. <laughs> you had to find a black tape first. One of my earliest memories of Match of the Day. Right. Because um, I remember watching football, but match of the day specifically, I was at my cousin's house and they were mad Liverpool fans because they were older than me anyway. Is when Kevin Keegan came back from Germany and because he was a Liverpool player, yeah, from Hamburg. Um, and who did he sign for? Southampton, I think it was. Mm. Or was it Newcastle? I can't remember who it was, but he came back. Southampton. And, and um, they were so hungry. They were cussing him because he'd left Liverpool and they, like, because my cousins were way older, they'd seen him play for Liverpool and he was an icon. And when he came back, they, well, I can't repeat what they were saying, but yeah. I still remember to this day. And it's the first time I go, who's this guy? And it's Kevin Keegan. And now I know it was Kevin Keegan, but at the time, it's, it's like, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know the history. I didn't know why they were swearing at him. Yeah. Right? Um, but then you start watching Liverpool. And like you say, with Match Magazine, Shoot Magazine, um, if you're listening, Match and Shoot, we want sponsorship, right? Because we mentioned your name loads. Right? <laughs> but um, they always had like, you know, either United or Liverpool, the teams at the time. And I remember Ian Rush and his mucha and Graham Souness, Graham Souness and John Walk. And all the Liverpool team, right? You know, the stereotype with the perm and the mucha. Yeah. yeah. The only one that didn't was Kenny Dalglish, right? Yeah. And um, watching Kenny Dalglish play, the guy, like, like someone mentioned it earlier on, I'm of a certain age that I can remember him playing. He was coming towards the end of his career, um, but what a player. Ian Rush. Yeah. 
And then my first World Cup, the first international tournament I really remember is Mexico 86. And yeah. um, Mexico 86. And the list, this won't help the listeners, but the other day I found this post of Legends of Mexico 86. And I put it in our WhatsApp group, um, some pictures of some of the players. And that's the first World Cup tournament I remember. First international tournament, Mexico. And I remember... They, they had this thing over the pitch. And the Rajasinghe, you might remember it. This uh, Was it like a shadow of like a football? Yeah, it, was, like... it wasn't a football. It was like a spiral thing. Yeah, yeah, It made yeah, a shadow yeah. of like a star mm. on the pitch. And I remember that. Watching the games in Mexico, I remember like everyone talking about Gary Lineker, right? Even though he played for Everton and um, in, the, in the cup final, everyone, the build-up to the 86 cup final when Liverpool won the double... Um, I remember everyone talking about Lineker and he scored and the, Neville Southall used to play for Everton then but he didn't play in the final Bobby Mims played um, and I still remember Bobby Mims he was their second keeper and I watched it with my cousin and we used to call Bobby Mims Bobby Dirty Mims right because <laughs> that's what kids do do you know what I mean and, that, and I still remember it right now and it was like Bobby Dirty Mims me and my brother and my cousin, the three of us, and Ian Rush scoring. And that goal that he scored in that cup final, they used it in grandstand all the time, where he, he collects the ball from Craig Johnston, and he turns and he shoots it into the corner, and he knocks the camera over. Um, or there was a camera or something in the corner, it might be in the microphone, but he knocks it over. And um, that was it then. Liverpool all the way, because... They played just brilliant football. And then they signed Peter Beardsley. And then they signed John Barnes. Yeah. And John Barnes, what a player. Honestly, um, in the late 80s. Internationally, it was Maradona for me. For dad, he was always like Pele, Pele, Pele. And I'd heard Pele, but I'd never seen him play because I was yeah. too young. But then Maradona at 86, the way he carried Argentina. And it was like the Falkland Wars... Where, where the Falcon War was going on yeah. and we, you heard negative stuff about Argentina and yeah. everyone was always going on about Argentina being this bad place but then watching them play football it wasn't apart from Maradona it wasn't really pretty football right they were a rough team and I liked it I'm not, when I play football and I say it to the youngsters the young lads that we play with I'll always get you know like give a little tug of the shirt stand on the toe you know, like they say, the dark arts. Uh, I went, you can't do that. I go, listen, I'm a 70s footballer. Yeah. That's the kind of football I love. When <laughs> Ruddick signed for Liverpool, <laughs> I'm telling you, I loved it. Is it only I had Ruddick on the back of my shirt? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Ruddick 23. Um, but yeah, Maradona, John Barnes. Because even though I was a dirty player, those two as flair players yeah. really made me fall in love. And that, since then, it's always been Argentina and Liverpool. And then uh, Euro 88, the Dutch, you know, and I remember Des Lynham saying, um, you know, the build-up, the first match for Holland, because back then, it wasn't a tournament like it is now. There was only eight teams, two groups of four. And I, and I remember when Holland were going to play their first game, because I'd never seen Holland play, but you heard things about, you know, Cruyff and and Neerskins and all those players. 
the Dutch, you need to watch Holland, you need to watch Holland. And Des Lynham says, well, they haven't been in a tournament for a few years. If you've never seen them play, you don't know what you've been missing. So I watched it. And that team with Hullet, Van Basten, Rijkaard, um, Van Broeklen in goals, um, with a funky orange shirt. It was that orange shirt and it had like white zigzags on it. And yeah. Like I say, watching Rude Hullet, Van Basten, what a player. What a player. And that really made me like want to follow the Dutch as well. Um, so that's why Holland's like my European team and I've got like Argentina, my international team. Yeah, it was just, even though I'm like a dirty player, I can <laughs> I love the yep. flair. Then Bearcamp came through. Bearcamp carried on my love for the Dutch and Inter Milan was my Italian team going back to Italy 90. Um, won it in Argentina to win um, and then secretly wanting Italy to win in the final because they were playing um, not, well, not Italy 90. Um, Italy 90 was 94. Argentina lost to Germany. 94, yeah. one about, sorry. Wanting Italy to win because they were playing against Brazil because everyone else in the house was supporting Brazil. <laughs> uh, then Euro 96, uh, Germany winning in 90. Then 94, the first game, I thought, you know what? Germany looked strong even though they lost at Euro um, 88. Um, I thought Germany might actually do something. And then losing um, they lost the final in Euro 92 to Denmark and then um, losing to Bulgaria in the first game in 94 Risto Stoichkov I remember I was at uni wow. I was at uni it was my first year at uni and my housemate looking back now right he was a gambler and he asked me he goes he, he put on because I've never gambled so I didn't know what he was on about um, an accumulator and I got to him what's an accumulator and he goes, right, okay, so you put on all these bets. And if everything goes right, you win this much money. I went, all right. And he goes, what do you think? Who do you think is going to win? Germany or Bulgaria? And I said to him, put your money on Germany. <laughs> the first game. And he lost the accumulator on the first game. Of no. <laughs> and that's why, listeners, you shouldn't That's why you shouldn't gamble. That's why, yeah. He got everything else right. That's the funny thing. It was just that one game. Um, so, yeah, memories. I mean, like club football-wise, I was telling the guys just before we started the podcast, um, Peter Crouch scoring his first goal for Liverpool because uh, he, he had a massive long drought. And the thing is, even though he wasn't scoring, we all loved him because he was, he, was, he was a quality player and he's a funny guy Yeah, and that everyone else has sort of found out recently. But Crouchy, we all wanted him to score. And I'm at the match. And um, my mate sat next to me. And he said something to me. So I turned to him because I couldn't hear. Because the crowd was noisy. And I turned to him and go, what did you say? Next thing I know, everyone's cheering. I go, what happened? Turn around and he said, goal. <sighs> oh, wow. Who scored? Peter Crouch, his first goal for Liverpool. I missed it, you know. And everyone was had like, I was there t-shirts. I was yeah. there, but I never saw it. I had to come back home to watch it. Um, so, you know, like iconic moments in football. Yeah. Too many. Um, and too many players, man. I just, when I talk football, I love 
the game we used to play in the schoolyard. We used to play with a football. We kicked the ball in the teacher's face. She got <laughs> a, a detached retina. So then we had to play with a tennis ball. Right. And we weren't allowed to play football in the schoolyard anymore. We used to have to play with the tennis there. Um, I remember playing in the back street with my brother. And uh. the Vradson might remember this. Man United were going to get taken over by Michael Knighton. Do you remember? Certainly, a 1989, I think it was. 80, yeah, 80, 89 yeah, time. Yeah, and he came on the pitch, right? Looked like he a monkey. He came on the pitch doing the kickups. Right, yeah. yeah, like and a circus monkey, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, well, kickups. This is a funny thing. I'm going yeah. to tell you something funny. He came, did the kickups, like he did a few yeah. kickups, and then volleyed the ball in the net in front of the crowd, yeah. and everyone yeah, cheered because yeah. they thought he was going to take over United. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then, like, where, where my dad's shop was, um, it was on a hill. So if yeah. you imagine, it's like rows of houses. Um, and then we had the back street and we're on the hill mm. and so we had a garage at the back mm. but the garage was sort of low set to the rest of the yeah. building so you had a big set of stairs to go up to the door and our Gwandi she was renting the house and she hated us playing football because we was always banging the ball into the garage <laughs> making noise. she'd come into the shop and complain and obviously right all the other kids used to play with us but because we were the only two juriare in the whole stood out. area, we stood out. Everyone knew us. Yeah. And we used to get a bit cheeky as well. Um, don't get me wrong. So one day, right, I, this is after Michael Knight, and, and we're kicking the ball about in the back street. Uh, my brother Sukrad Singh, he goes, uh, watch this. So he starts doing the kick-ups like Michael Knight, and he goes, <laughs> Michael Knight. So he kick-ups, and he volleys the ball, right? And it flies over our garage, just as the Gwandi's <laughs> opening a door, yeah, with a cup of tea. She walks out, licks <laughs> her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all start laughing. That she like starts Michael swearing Martin. at us, and she took she took our ball and she popped it. Oh. <laughs> so then, because we were the only ones that ever had a football, so right, dad, we need another football. He goes, "Where's your football?" And we didn't tell him, and she came and told my dad, "Man, we got licks that night, right?" He goes, "Why are you always making the grandy tongue?" Do you know what I mean? And that's all we ever did. We used to make the Grandy Dung just playing football um, in the street and cricket with milk crates as well. But that's for yeah. that's for disgusting that. cricket podcast. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and I'm that, like that now. My son, that. <laughs> he loves football and esports Liverpool. I don't know why. Mm, why do you support yeah, Liverpool? Confusing. Esports Liverpool because obviously we do, and he's got he's got his memories. You know, like I'm a nephew. He'll t- he still talks about um, Divock Origi scoring against Borussia yeah. Dortmund. That was his moment. Yeah. And um, the, the Divock Origi against Barcelona as well. Um, so it, it, it surprises you, like Origi yeah. being the one no, that makes you fall in love with football. But that's the thing. It, it's those specific moments. It's those uh, special goals um, that really make you fall in love with the game because it's such an iconic goal for your team and in the context of the season and the history uh, that's going to shape your club going forward. Don't, um, not, just, but, not just goals scored. Sorry, yeah. I've, got to, I've got to say this one as well because um, Melinda Singh, our resident Arsenal fan, will love this. 1988, you know, because of after Hillsborough, the season got delayed and yes. um, Arsenal and Liverpool were going for the title, for those of you old enough to remember. And the games got rearranged. And it just so happened that the last game of the season was Arsenal versus Liverpool. At Anfield. At Anfield. Yeah. And Arsenal needed to win by two goals to take the title. 
And oh, the first yes. goal goes in a free kick, which was given as an indirect free kick. And they scored a direct free kick, so that goal shouldn't have stand, shouldn't have stood, but the referee was Bikiahoya anyway. Um and then the second goal, Michael Thomas goes in, right? And uh, we was upstairs in the shop watching it. It was like, it was a Friday night, I think. Because, yeah, uh, we were at the shop late. It was a Friday night. Um, and we were watching it upstairs. And my dad and some of my dad's friends were watching it downstairs in the shop. And they knew we were mad Liverpool fans. And when Arsenal scored that second goal and they won the title, we were so quiet upstairs. And I remember my dad's friend shouting up the stairs. He goes, He goes, And that just made it worse. It, it makes it worse. There's no doubt about it. And my dad, you know, like they try to console you, they go, You know, like Aaron Deep's dad, my dad's line always was, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one as well. That one as that one mortgage, mortgage. And he used to say about Cantona to me, innit? He used to say Cantona to me, 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 Cantona to because um, then we say, Dad, oh, no, you have to send it back, you can't sell it. But we take the Liverpool posters out, right? And we used to have them on the wall. So my mum knows John Barnes. She yeah. knows Peter Beardsley. She knows all the 1980s era <laughs> Liverpool players. Um, even though my mum doesn't like football. Do you know? But yeah, that's it. Sorry, I know I've sort of gone on. Nah, but There's so many magic moments. It, exactly. And this is why, obviously, we've... Um... Uh, we're going to wrap up now. We've come to the end of the podcast. There's so many moments that we can talk about and we will uh, continue at some point in the near future uh, to, to speak about more iconic moments uh, that have happened on the professional level, on the football pitch. Missed penalties. Oh, missed penalties as well. Sendings off. Um, things that even happened off football. Basically, like even in the media, like what happens with players and things like that as well. Um, I don't think Aaron wants to talk about missed penalties. <laughs> I, I was talking about Diana Ross. You know no, what? But even... That's a story of my life, man. <laughs> We've seen so many missed penalties, yeah? Every single team I've sported yeah, doesn't have a good time. You can hear him warming up. You can hear him warming up. We've got another round coming up. Yeah, we've got to put another disclaimer on it. I won't play it again, but... You know what? Penalties are a bit. Look, a United fan, we lost to Villarreal. Yeah. England. You mean, did they always give my heart again? Don't they, Johnny? Yeah. He got there. Yeah. But also, you know, that, that sounded like I don't think was about to go into a song in that, right? I think, you know, like. like <laughs> the thing is, the thing is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear my voice, mate. <laughs> but but it's another thing. Even like uh, obviously it's such a big moment, and I know we didn't mention it as well. But even Eric Cantona's uh, interview when he got yeah. the ban. Um, I, I was just oh. thinking that when the seagulls yeah. follow the trawler, yeah, yeah. What they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. That's it. What a, what a statement! Quote. What a statement! What a statement. Even, even though I don't like United, I, I that just it's so perfect. Yeah, I understood it straight away. Yeah, but the media 
the media pretended they didn't understand it because they knew it was about them. They knew, right? Yeah. They, knew. And yeah, yeah. they, they tried to make, oh, look, what can I say? We didn't yeah. laugh about it. Yeah, you bargain. They started right. doing all that. That's right. Yeah. Canio and the referee. Yeah. And then Winterburn <laughs> cacking his pants. Yeah. When when he thought the Canio going to turn on Canio as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. The what a character he was. Maybe that could yeah. be another one. Is, that will uh, be another one for a pod, podcast. The characters in football. Uh, th- there's plenty of them, and we've got plenty on the panel as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just want to say a massive thank you to all the panelists and everyone for um, listening in and sharing our content as well. Um, thank you, you as well, bro. Thank you as well. You know, every, like, thank you yeah. to everyone basically because uh, without, without <laughs> the panel and our viewers, we, we, we've literally got no podcast. And obviously, thank you, football. Because uh, yeah. you start to say no viewers as well, man. It's listeners, listeners. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, sorry listeners. Listen, That's right. It's you know a podcast. One thing that you know, obviously, we've spoken. I know you're just thanking, but I think I'd like to thank Nav for clearly revising his uh, countries this week. <laughs> not, not once. It's, it's geography knowledge. It's geography, just, uh, yeah. The geography yes. podcast. Listen, my uh, Czech Slovak, oh, sorry, Czech Republic. <laughs> They're coming along a lot better. That's why I mean, um, I can't wait until Champions League football kicks off as well. Yes. Because, uh, that, that's going to be in the wrong test. country. That will be <laughs> exactly. the wrong country. I'll be in Berlin. But... <laughs> <laughs> Berlin City. No, Berlin City. Because... Berlin City. I can't well, remember. Well, it might be Manchester. No, but... <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Because when it comes to the whole um, knockout stages and then when there's no away goals, maybe we can attempt the whole <laughs> London goes to Berlin and Berlin yeah. win 2-0. <laughs> absolutely, then... absolutely. Ho- ho- Do you know, hopefully... you like European football helped me and for any kids listening, all yeah. you lot, make the kids listen to this. Let them watch football, right? Let them read the football magazines. It'll help them with the reading. They're not going to pick up books and read. Obviously, with your maths, having to work out aggregate scores, goal <laughs> differences, things like that. <laughs> Helps you with your modern foreign languages. Physics. Me, you know, like play a name. Nah. You know, yeah, penalties, how to pronounce penalties. free kicks, physics. Yeah. Physics, nah. everything like that. Trust me, I, I I use football a lot in school, um, yeah. purely for that reason. Um, geography, you know what? Obviously, I really want to share something. I really want to share something that reminded me of a story. Of my cousin, my cousin had a speaking difficulty in it, and he was really shy and embarrassed from speaking, um, and he couldn't like speak at all for ages. Yeah, and then um, what the teacher did was like um, they it was an art person in it, like a, they did art, and they were a therapist as well. Yeah. yeah, they got him to draw. Said, "Draw what you like," and then he started drawing a football. And um, then the the art person said, um, "Okay, what have you drawn?" And the guy he didn't even the kid didn't even realize my cousin didn't even realize that he's talking about you know his uh, I've drawn a football. You know, this is my team. You know, and uh, they're from this country like that. And so you, what you're saying is spot on. Yeah, you know. Like on a real level, I'm not even messing about. Yeah, yeah no, I'm being serious, honestly. Yeah, it helps you. It helps in so many ways. Yeah. Um, you've just got to find yeah. the good in everything. And on that inspirational note, guys, honestly, because that made me a bit emotional. I'm genuine. Um, I think I'm. I think we should wrap it up there. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, football's made such an impact in our lives as well, um, and. There's just no limit as well. We could carry on talking about so many topics, but all of our previous uh, episodes of the podcast, you can all listen um, on Spotify. And also you can give us a 
follow and share our content, uh, which has all been posted on Instagram also, which is discuss underscore sing. Thank you very much. We'll have another podcast lined up next week. Vahigruzi ka khalsa. Vahigruzi ki khalsa.